Hello, everybody, and welcome to No Time to Grind, the podcast for the busy gamer. I am Michael, and I've been told that I am a crying sad boy who uses his tears as weapons. As always, I'm joined by Matt, an anthropomorphic poop that is hellbent on killing you. Hello. And Adrian, or as Matt likes to call him, Mega Satan. Hello. You oh my said God, you weren't going to do voice. voices. Yeah, but it's not a robot voice. So <laughs> we <okay>. got him. <laughs> it's entrapment. <laughs> Imagine if I did voices for a living, though. That'd be weird. Anyway. You don't do those voices. I do saw. Okay. If, we'll if only no the one entire has audience you. knew that he did voices for a living. But not even. <laughs> Have you heard my Irish pirate? Oh, God. Not You've again. never had to do it at work. <laughs> I actually had to do pirate the other day. Pirate. Well, yeah. what? Just, just a normal no. pirate. Let's, let's not talk about your work. <laughs> let's, talk about the, let's talk about our podcast that we sometimes run. Let's talk about what I do when I'm not working, which is playing games. And what games have you been playing in the last fortnight that isn't The Binding of Isaac? Because I know you didn't play it. I, I did play it. Um, I didn't play it. Uh, no, I probably played as much as I played Cuphead. What a game. I just want to I just want to talk about how great it is because everyone else is and why not? It's just a great game and I love uh, it. Sheeple. Sheeple. Well, what is- <laughs> Get woke. Get hey. woke, Adrian. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is this Pyramid? Like, what is difficult games? It's not difficult. It's it's like Dark Souls. It's only difficult at the surface level. Really? You're doing it? No, no, no. no, no. It's not it's not Dark Souls. It's not it's not it's not 2D Dark Souls, but it's it's it takes the same formula Mm -hmm. of of Mm -hmm. like learn the bosses, learn their patterns. And it's not that hard. So it's a rhythm game. (laughs) Almost. But, do they always, but is it time? Do they always do the same thing at a particular time? Uh, it's based on how much damage you do. So like you do 20% and then they go to the next phase. And then you do like 50% and they go to the next phase. But when like they do an attack, is it based on time or is it randomized? Um, like it's, randomized, but it's randomized, but it's very choreographed. What do you call it? That's not, that's not the word. It's not the word okay. for it. They have tells. Yeah, they have tells. Do. Yeah. Um, like Dark Souls like... has tells, but then like the, the Super Meat Boy... Uh, that boss is like on an exact timer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's more of a puzzle boss kind of thing, isn't it? Which is kind of more of like a rhythm. Did you get confused? Did you play Super Meat Boy? (laughs) I know it's by the same guy. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yes. Oh, I know. I I finally remembered which boss you were talking about. Yes, that one. Big red fiery Meat Boy. It's a big Big, big big Meat Boy versus little Meat Boy. Is it a Meat Man? Meatball. His name Meatball. That's cute. <laughs> I don't know his actual name. Um, Cuphead. It looks Tell good. About, it should be on Switch. Okay. Well, oh, you've, yeah. you've been playing Cuphead. How is it good? Yes. It's How good. good? It's very good. Like, <laughs> is it as ten out of ten as Steam is saying? Yeah. If whoa, Matt. Okay. Like honestly, it. I didn't expect it to be as good. Like, I was only slightly, like, vaguely interested because of the art style. And yes. as many people were, and then I saw the gameplay. I watched uh, someone I watch on Twitch play it, and then I was like, "Damn, I gotta play this!" And then I played it, and it was good. And then I watched a speedrunner play it, and now I'm using his strats to beat bosses I couldn't beat normally. Um, is that that is you that had cheating? to cheese on your first run? Not cheesing. It's uh, taking advantage of um, inconsistencies in code. 
I feel like it's less <laughs> cheating copying the speedrunner than it is getting those code inconsistencies to your advantage. Well, no, but it's sure. Not, well, it's what speedrunners do. The, the basic trick is, so you you get two weapons you can cycle through because you get different kinds of shooty. So you can just do a straight weapon or like a spread or a, a one that like loops back towards you, kind of like a weapon in Binding of Isaac. But um, so you, you can you can lo- you can choose two for your loadout and switch between them. But if you spam the switch button, it kind of shoots both at once. So you do like more damage. Um, so you just like walk up to a boss and like spam it. And it's not like instant, but it still has challenge. Like I used it to beat a boss I got stuck on, um, but it still took me like another dozen tries or two dozen tries to um, beat it. It's, it is also a bit like Super Meat Boy now that you bring it up because it's got the same like snappy, like you die, but it's so quick. Like the turnaround to get back alive is so quick. You're like, oh, I'll just do one more run. Just one more. In the same way that Super Meat Boy, like you die, but you spawn like in a second, and then you can go again. So it's it's one of those games where it's just like, oh, just one more try. It's like not that much. Uh, on the Steam reviews, the most helpful review in the past seven days by Sergeant Frag recommended twenty one hours on record. Scroll back up and buy it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Scroll it is an attractive back. price. It is. Yeah, good. that's the other thing. It's like. It's not a lot of content, but like, for example, there's only like five bosses per level and there's like three to four levels, but the bosses take so long to like get down, but it never feels annoying or tiring or boring. It's always engaging. You're like, oh, I'm almost there. Or like, oh, what's the new phase going to do? I mean, I've put in only eight hours and um, I'm not done. I'm like 80% through all the content. So it's pretty good for $20. That is grind, though, Adrian, and we don't have time to grind. If you come up against a boss and you're getting, like, brick-walled, some people don't like that. Some people don't enjoy that as part of the game, but that's obviously, like, what this game is about. It's not... It's grind in a different sense because you could technically get into this game and beat it in one go, like, never die, and that's not grinding. It's it's like grinding the knowledge rather than grinding experience <laughs> or coins or you know something some currency. But speaking of currency, I want to quickly discuss the Battlefront Two controversy over their loot boxes. Who knows anything? <laughs> yep. Well, I've seen a fantastic uh, video of where they've taken of the trailer where in the original Battlefront Two trailer they've got a clone trooper who's saying sector is clear and it's got the. F- all DLC is free, and then mm. in pops in these loot boxes, and then the clone trooper says, "Not clear, not clear." <laughs> That's pretty much what people are reckon. Reckon it's like so basically, and from what I've seen and heard, it is basically pay to win now. Um, like apparently the gameplay is really good, like much better than the first one, which is good because the the gameplay in the first one was underwhelming. And if it's as good as people are saying it is, I want to get it, but not if. Not if it's like this. Um, so apparently you can earn chests normally in the GAC. The only way to get new gear and level up your gear and all that kind of stuff is to use scrap. And you get scrap through buying it, I believe, or by um, playing the game. But you accrue it very slowly playing the game. Um, and you even need some bits like to make a new weapon. I think you need some parts from it, from chests and it's a random chance drop. Like you might not get it in every chest. Yeah, it doesn't look that good in terms of um, the revenue streams. 
I'm just going to uh, drop in my two cents on loot boxes and stuff. All right. Overwatch is perfectly fine. But Battlefront 2's system, if it is what it is, is that's bad. It's horribly, horribly wrong. And yeah. sh- should be considered gambling, to be honest. Uh, because Overwatch is purely, uh, what do you call it? Aesthetic. Cosmetic. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it's pay to win, then that's n- not good. An example of the pay to winness um, that I saw was like, you can get like cards to power up um, your hero's powers. For example, um, Boba Fett's jetpack. You can get a card that says, while he's using his jetpack, he gets fifty percent reduction. But then you can use scrap or something to level it up to seventy-five percent reduction and then a hundred percent reduction. So it's like someone who doesn't spend money on the game. Outside of the initial cost of sixty or whatever it's eighty dollars in Australia, whatever it's going to be, hundred dollars. Um, if you don't buy it, you have to either have like a one in whatever chance to roll the hundred percent reduction, or if you're someone who just wants to dump dollars into Battlefront Two, you can just pay and you basically pay your way up to the to the hundred percent reduction. And it's like things like that affect the gameplay. Yeah, it's not just cosmetic, like um, Overwatch and uh, like Smite, which I play. Just had to put that in. Oh, I, no. um, <laughs> I think if there's there's a big difference between, you know, watching a streamer just open the Overwatch loot boxes because people do that. People just watch people open boxes for like hours and it's insane. And I know people who do it vaguely. I, I play with them a little bit. Because now that I've got Overwatch on PC, I've upgraded from my PS4. Not that PS4 is bad or anything. I like PS4. But if you want to do anything on Overwatch, you need to get it on PC for some reason. Ah. Anyway, so now that I've met people who do that, they do that. I, this guy spent $200. But he was like, I'll make it back. And that's kind of odd, but Okay. Whereas now there's going to be, well, possibly there's going to be streamers that do it and then win more. And it's a vicious cycle. And I don't like it. That's, that's, I can't, I can't voice it properly, but it makes me, it seems like a good start for a toxic community is what I'm trying to get at. Oh, whereas in Overwatch, like you can't get anything better from cosmetics. Is um, as item are, are items tradable in Overwatch? I forget. I don't, I don't think so. No. No. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so because I'm sure the debate will come up soon within our little friend group, will we be getting Battlefront Two at this stage? No. As much as I would like to, maybe if it's on special, but I'm not paying full price for a game that then. I have to either spend money or lots of lots and lots of hours on to get good stuff. The only reason I'm interested in Battlefront 2 is for single player. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I suppose. I, I from what I've seen, it's still not it's probably still not different enough from Battlefront the first Battlefront and the, which was the third Battlefront, potentially the fifth Battlefront if you count the PSP ones. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, it's bad names. Stop doing this games companies. Call them something <laughs> better. 
Uh, but yeah, there was f- finally this single player. It seems like an interesting story. Everything that Star Wars touches now is canon, which mm, is both true. good and bad. Um, because I like Star Wars and I I liked the ability to not know everything and it not affect the canon. But now literally everything is canon. So I'm interested for that reason, but for that reason alone, it's probably not worth full price. So it's going to be an interesting one. I'm definitely keen to see how it pans out in the release month and following months. It just game, you should never, I don't think games should reward you for like the time you have to play. That's quite, I think that's quite bad. We live in a very busy world. This is the point of this podcast. We are busy gamers, right? We don't have the time to sink in. So our choice then is, well, if I want that gun, I have to spend more money than maybe a teenager who will play every single night for hours. He might not necessarily be a better player than me, but he'll start getting better weapons and the ability to be a better player simply because he has the time to sink into the game. What I reckon they're banking on, though, is we don't have the time, but because we're mid-20s, um, probably a, I'd say the generalization would be we all have full-time work. We don't have the time, but we have the money to replace the time. So they're probably that's why they have these things where it's like you could spend a thousand hours and unlock your this legendary card or for twenty dollars you can unlock the legendary card. Yeah, and it's not good because it should be it's like you've got you've got my money from me buying the game. And it's not new content. It's content that I can't access yet because I either haven't spent the money or played long enough. But the the and I'm I'm happy playing to unlock things. That's how most games work. It, there is a progression. But in multiplayer games, it seems to be getting to the point because I think Battlefield is quite similar as well. You get these battle crates, crates or something. yeah, battle crates. It's like that's a that's it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's shoehorned in, shoehorned in, and it's it's a it's a it's a wall. It's an invisible, ugly, invisible wall like you find in an open world game in front of you and stuff you thought you would have unlocked by now. What if it worked like this, right? They split it up. Single player is like, let's say it's half the game, a $40 game, right? But then multiplayer, free to play with these loot crates. So you have to buy at least a single loot crate? Oh. No, as in like 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 a, a, a MOBA like Smite or League of Legends where it's free to play and you don't have to spend money on it. Oh, right. And everything is only cosmetic um, and you could grind it out. Um, obviously, it takes hours, like hundreds of hours, but you, you could pay for it as well. But it's a free-to-play upfront. That is actually the first thing I thought when I first heard about this was if it was free-to-play, this is that's okay. Yeah. Um, which, but even then, it's still like if I got a free-to-play game or it's like those card apps... Like, I know Digimon has one, and I stopped playing it because it was essentially like, oh, you need to get these things to get new Digimon or Fire Emblem Heroes. You can, like, pay money to get the orbs to summon more heroes. And while that's good because it's free to play and it's good for a little bit, when you kind of start getting to the point where you're comparing yourself to other players, it's like, well, what's the point to 
to someone who doesn't want to spend money. Mm. It's, a, it's a strange thing. <laughs> it's a very serious conversation we're having. I, d- I don't like the change of tone. No, this is good. I like it. <laughs> this, no. this is the kind of stuff we usually talk about. I need, I need comedy to get away from real emotion of being angry sh- at games. Angry um, games. I'm angry at games all the time. Okay, well, I'm the, angry. Is that, I, is that? Should we explore this for a little second? What? <laughs> that I'm angry at games all the time? I was about to say, I spent $5 on Overwatch loot crates because the <laughs> Halloween thing came out and I need uh, yeah. this Cthulhu Zenyatta. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that sounds pretty amazing. That same thing happened in Smite. Halloween skins in Smite and there's an amazing Thanatos skin, but it's in a 55 chest that's like, I think it's 200 gems. So that's like $3 a roll. And it's like, I have to like, to guarantee it, I have to roll it like 10 times. And I'm like, I don't want to spend $30. I really, really want it. You know what would be good is if you could guarantee it. I think I would be a lot less mad at games like like Loot Crates if you could just outright buy the... I would be a lot less mad at it if you could outright buy the thing, right? So for example, Overwatch has Loot Crates... Uh, you get it, can get a Zenyatta skin, you get a chance. Or if you get 3,000 credits, which are also just a small chance to get, or you get a little bit when you get duplicates, if you could just go, all right, that Zenyatta skin for $10, which is worth, uh, I don't know, six loot crates. That's probably way off. Probably more like 12 loot crates. Um, and it's like, but you get that guarantee because that's the thing that you want. And in Battlefront 2, it's like, oh, I played Boba Fett and I want this. Oh, but they, that's better because it has scrap than if it was just purely luck. If it is just purely luck, then it's the worst. And I'm not <laughs> going to defend it at all. Can I Doesn't ask? This... Yes, you can ask. Are there no direct purchasable, purchasable skins at all in Overwatch? Everything's there rolled through none. Overwatch? Okay, that sucks because Smite has direct purchasable skins and some of them are really good. Like some of them are locked behind. Like when they do the new patch and a bunch of skins come out, they'll usually be like one or two in a chest and then one or two that are either stuck behind an event so you can directly purchase them for a limited time or they're just there. Like you can just buy them whenever. An example is like um, a dark like a dark uh, magic version of a mage character that's like 400 gems, which is probably like $5. Um, and it, like it's a really good looking skin and it's always available. And that I, I didn't realize um, Overwatch had no direct purchasable. That's kind of crap. So the thing is, you um, if you get duplicates, you get given the in-game currency. And buying a crate can give you in-game currency. And with in-game currency, you can buy a few of the skins, but not like legendary ones. They have to be found in crates. Yeah. Like okay. for for no, you can buy. You can straight up buy legendaries. Um, there but, are some or like event-specific ones you can't get. Yeah, this and the other one is three thousand credits, um, and you get. I think I'm gonna quickly. I'm gonna quickly look it up. How many? Credits, Overwatch. Oh, so there are direct purchasable. You can buy credits and then buy. buy No, you can't buy the credits. Oh, so the credits are only. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like (laughs) compensation credits. I've never spent money on in-game purchases. 
in anything ever. No, like mobile apps or nah. anything else. I'm trying I've to... bought expansions and like season pass stuff before, um, but I've never spent money for skins, for crates, because I've always been against it. <laughs> I mean... If it's something like skins where it's just cosmetic like in Overwatch and like in Smite, I don't see the, what's wrong with it. Like, There's nothing wrong with it. I don't see the value in it when it's purely aesthetic. And then you when get it's, to look like a badass. <laughs> when it's gameplay related, I think it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aesthetics, I'm not fussed enough about how I look. I, I think it's cool to like get them at random and... It it feels so easy and like cheap. It's like, oh, you look cool, but you just bought it, <laughs> you know. Whereas I open a present and it's like, oh, cool. Now I have this skin. How rare is the skin? Oh, it's a pretty rare one. Oh, that guy, he just he just bought he just bought it. He said, oh, okay, it's well, it's less rare now. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's rareness for you would be very rare to get a legendary because you'd get because. This is specifically you, Michael. You sitting there. I see you. You don't. No, you can't. You compare you playing to someone who plays all the time. They'll get, but say they still don't spend any money. They still get more boxes, which means more chances. So it's less rare for them than it is for you. Hmm. And I just want my skin. I want my skin. <laughs> <laughs> I want my Cthulhu Zenyatta skin. I want to say this though, because you said it before, Matt. It's gambling. And it, it actually is. Actually, no. Um, the American ESRB, is that American or Australian? I think it's American. Just qualified it as not gambling. I read an See, article. See, but cosmetic. We is- have a different um, rating system. Has anyone okay. in Australia ever considered it? No, I don't think so. But uh, I figure we follow on pretty closely. That's why I was there. saying cosmetics. It's like you, you know you're spending money on getting this kind of thing. But with pay to win that yeah, is more okay. gambling i reckon yeah maybe they'll reconsider because that's the other game someone just popped up playing it uh the new shadow of war middle earth game um apparently yeah i heard that one similar. has yes very similar i heard for a single uh, player game into it which is even stranger um but let's let's move on to another single player game we're gonna we're gonna move forward let's talk about <laughs> single the binding player. single player this is a yeah, single binding player. that can be caught can it? Yeah. No, you're talking not not in the original that we were playing this week. Were we playing? Wait, were we playing original or rebirth? Wrath of the Lamb. We played the original. It seems like we all played different kinds. <laughs> Adrian and I played the same kind. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you all played the original. Adrian played Wrath of the Lamb. Yeah, I have is... Wrath of the Lamb. Yeah. That's not the original. It's just the expansion of the original, but Rebirth was a rebuild of the game. Like they remade it. Well, it's the I've, same game, but they remade it. I've been playing that one on the. Be- it's better. Uh, I've, the console I've been playing this on. You know how we were saying that the Switch is the best console for the busy gamer. Yes. This console is even better than the Switch for me, busy gamer playing Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Well, you're playing Afterbirth then if you're on the Switch. No, I'm not playing on the Switch. I'm playing okay. on my mobile. Oh. oh. Ah. I'm at work. 
Uh, tea break, 15 minutes. 15 minutes of Binding of Isaac. Yep, that sounds good. I didn't realize it was on um, on phones. It's if, on iOS. It's not on Android. <laughs> get right. Oh, no. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> but it's... I don't know about you guys, but this game has eaten up my life probably because it was on my phone and right there at all times. That would have been pretty good. That, that would have been great. I, How did it I looked cont- for it. How did it control on uh, on your phone? Took a while to get used to, but uh, after a while I got the hang of it. Yeah. All right. Was it like um, touch, like fake touch controllers, one of those ones, fake buttons? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, on uh, <laughs> PC where I played it, it was the same. It's like WASD is your movement, arrow keys are your, your shooties, your le- up, left, down, your right. Tears. Yeah, your tears. I like that as the weapon. This whole game, let's talk about, is it Edmund McMillan, I believe? Yes. His art style is uh, very unique and I, I enjoy it. Anyone else have any uh, <laughs> thoughts on it? It's gruesome, but it is really good. It's, it's like this weird combination of like cute and gruesome. Yeah, like chibi, but gross. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way. And some of the things, it's like when you realize what it is, that's the gross part. It doesn't necessarily yeah. always look bad. Sometimes it's like, oh, that's really interesting. Oh, no, that's what that is. <laughs> it, or some things have like weird lumps, and that's really good. It like really lends itself to just these grotesque creatures. So what did you think of the story? I've got a, there's a story with a question mark, question mark. Because it's quite funny, really, when you think about it. Remind, it, remind us what the story is. Is it? I want to. I want to hear Michael's opinion of what the story okay. is. So the story is Isaac's mum hears the voice of God, and the voice of God tells her that uh, her son is sinful and he's like damned. So she has to make him, I guess, pure again. So that first, like, starts with like taking away all his things and then taking like his clothes, and ultimately she's told to kill him. Now, here's the thing. It is, it is the story of, of Isaac from the Bible. Oh. Where I think it's Abraham. It might not be. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but he's told by God to sacrifice his son, Isaac, like the mother uh, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when he goes to do it, God goes, stop. I'm not actually going to make you do that because I'm not, I'm not that bad. I just want to see how dedicated you are. But Isaac se- Isaac sees his mum through the crack in the door that she's coming to kill him, and he runs away, <laughs> throwing himself basically into the pits of hell, and it could have all been avoided. <laughs> if he had just not seen her coming, I think God would have been like, no, you don't have to, and then this <laughs> game would exist. <laughs> all right, fair enough. I always thought, I haven't watched the intro in ages because I played much of this game many years ago, but. I I always thought he jumped right into the basement of the house or whatever, and all these other creatures were like other spawns of his mum that had done something similar. Like she had snapped and they jumped down, but they'd spent so long in there that they're now deformed and all this stuff. I think I originally thought that as well. I'm not sure what the story explanation is. No, no, no. Uh, So this is mostly conjecture. 
but the guy who wrote it, uh, Ed, said that it was, quote, mind-blowingly accurate, quote. Um, oh, that's, there's another quote, by far the most mind-blowingly accurate breakdown of the overarching meaning behind the Binding of Isaac's ending. Uh, and so it's actually a bit of a story like how, first of all, it's never actually said that it's God who talks to the mum. So the mum's just hearing voices. Um, and so Isaac never actually goes into a basement. That's all just his imagination. Oh. Uh and what it really is, is he, basically, you know how Legend of Zelda has that sneaky, sneaky hidden timeline where every time you die, it creates that third timeline or something like that in Ocarina of Time? Don't remind me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so every time you die as Isaac, Isaac commits suicide by locking himself in a chest and asphyxiating until he dies. Oh. Uh, and then every, there's like one ending where you kill, I, I don't know because I obviously didn't get there because we only had a fortnight and not three years. <laughs> so because <laughs> Mate, you got to beat the game. Three years isn't enough. you got to beat the game about 16 times. Oh, my God. Um, until you can finally fight. Like this really hectic, like there is Mega Satan in chapter six. There's also, a, there's a character and a boss called question mark, question mark, question mark, which is Isaac who has killed himself. Um, and there was game theory about how Isaac is fighting the suicidal thoughts literally when he's fighting his dead self. Uh but then there is this ending. I think you have to have rebirth for this ending where instead of committing suicide, he is reborn and ah. and overcomes his suicidal thoughts, essentially. Deep. Essentially. That's, uh, that's pretty deep for a roguelike, I'd say. Yeah, so this is a lovely story about domestic abuse <laughs> and suicidal children. How are you guys going? <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not depressed after that. But you were talking about the ending. I've put 41 hours into this game over the course of oh, six Five years. years yeah. yeah, like I was wow. playing this in uni and um, I've only like, I remember the first time I beat the last, the quote unquote last boss, which is mum. And then it like, it like started again and you, you know, you, you go deeper and I'm like, holy shit, that's another like whole nother set of levels. Oh my God. And yeah, um, I don't think I ever, womb. yeah, which is, <laughs> which is, yeah. Uh, and I don't think I ever got to that boss. So this game is a, bit, a deep game. You got to go, I'm sure levels deep to really, beat any sort of last boss i don't think any of us got that deep did any of you manage to make it to mum in any of your runs no i beat mum just yesterday nice i could not make it beyond the third level the fourth somewhere in the caves 
It it is a really tough game. It's like a two D Dark Souls, if you will. <laughs> no, um, but it's okay. a good homage question mark to the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I've heard that's what he did make the game with mm. the Legend of Zelda in mind, the dungeon crawl of that. And it's um, done well. Oh yeah. It is a very well put together game and we considering playing like considering that you and me Adrian played like the original I'm pretty sure it's actually a flash game. Yes, it is it, you did play a flash game and that's why he actually remade it with Rebirth is because the flash game couldn't do the like he his expansion packs for after afterbirth he like had these ideas but just couldn't do it so he had to make the game again which is pretty impressive i'm actually surprised how much like after sales support i guess this like after release support this game has gotten because it's like binding of isaac came out awesome game everyone loved it then they dropped wrath of the lamb and i'm like cool expansion makes sense and then i heard of re i think rebirth came next and I was like, all right, they're remaking it I believe for so. a new system, whatever. And then there was there was either Rebirth Plus or they went, then they went on to Afterbirth and then Afterbirth Plus. Like it's got like three or four re-releases. Like, and each time adding new content, more items, more pills, more like rooms and bosses. And it's like, God, how much can your mind think up, Ed? Holy shit. Well, for example, <laughs> Afterbirth Plus has the items Pokey Go. Or poke go, um, and yo listen, which I assume is for the Switch version. So it's kind of like relevant to whatever is current. I wonder when this game will stop being supported because I know it does have a rabid fan base. I heard something like years ago about Ed was like he put something in the code as like an ARG or. Um, as like a teaser and people went nuts over it or something. And he's like, look, I'm not doing it now because you guys like ruined it or something like hackers. No, it must be that. It must be hackers breaking, like getting to the code and finding things for future releases for like secrets he was going to put in. Cause apparently this game has a lot of secrets as well. Like one of those games where like, if you stand in the left corner for 30 seconds while holding the right button, it'll trigger a, a door. Um, I think he was doing something like that. And Someone like hacked it and found it before it was released, and he's like, "Well, screw you, I'm not doing it now." I don't know. I don't know what came, I don't know. I don't know what came of that. He probably I think he might have released it in the end. Um, but yeah, I'm just like this fact is this has this. this I've never seen. I, I would never have expected a roguelike to have such a massive fan base. I don't think he should. He should stop, but at the same time, what do you do? There's a point where it's like, what what else can you do? I think it could live again, <laughs> even though there's afterbirth and rebirth. And well, I guess that's the choice that he's made. He's gone rather than make a sequel, uh, so it's no longer the Binding of Isaac. It might be like the Binding of Jeremiah or something. Um, he's gone down the path of well, why can't the game just get more content? Maybe another story. Yeah. 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 Where it's a different dungeon crawler, like I don't, I don't know. It could, it really could be anything. Mm. I like that it's not a sequel. Actually, like you point out, like I think anyone else would have done, like Binding of Isaac Two, the rebirthening, 
and it would have been like, <laughs> I don't know, high res um, textures on like, I don't know, 16 by 9 screen, you know, like, but I think he's done it right and he's just gone, keep adding to the game rather than than cutting a definitive line and then going, now this is everything in two. It's insane how many items there are. I'm just looking now. There's 504 items, oh. including Afterbirth Plus. Yeah, there's heaps. I've like, again, 41 hours, haven't found like all of them. I don't even think I've found like 50% of them. Um, but yeah, there's there's heaps of content here. Oh, don't worry. The original Binding of Isaac only has 196 items. That'll take you like what? Another 196 hours to find. <laughs> One on, item an hour. If I fire out the game right now, I'll be able to find out how many items I found. Yeah, I was going to pop mine open as well. <laughs> you both gen- just playing <laughs> Fine, I'll get it too. I've got my well, phone you, right you here. Your phone, you could just, it's so easy for you. I wish I had. I put it on a laptop and then um, used, what is it, Joy to Key and made a controller work with it. So I didn't have to sit with a laptop on my lap all the time. Because, yeah, on um, if you have a nice keyboard, it's really good, like tactile sort of response. But it plays pretty well with the controller. Here we go. And I think I maybe enjoy it a little bit more with the controller. So I, that's another reason why I would like it on the Switch. Yeah, it'd be well, good on the it's Switch. It's on PS4. But I want like on the go. I want, I want this everywhere. <laughs> Well, that's it's, why phones are real good. It was only like 20 bucks on the phone and I was comparing it because I was either going to get it on my phone or on the Switch. And so I was like, monetary-wise, the phone's the way to go. Anyway, so the conversation's just going to drop off now because I'm currently fighting, uh, what is it, Larry Jr.? So Stop flying. <laughs> I pulled up my stats, right? Over the course of my 41 hours and however many runs I've done, well, it must be, I've done 164 deaths. So that's 164 runs. Mum kills, two. <laughs> that's actually pretty good wow. then. Uh, and I've discovered 136 items. And it, it you're is. getting close. Only 60 more to go for you. <laughs> Woohoo. Can't wait to finish that one off. My collection. <laughs> yeah, there's still so many question marks in my collection here. Alrighty. Stats. Deaths, 22. Item, 65. What? Mum kills, zero. I have definitely killed mum, though. Or maybe it doesn't count... The womb, like, I have to kill her in the womb, perhaps? Maybe. I have 41 deaths, no mum kills, and 57 items. And I felt like I played way more than 41 times. Really? 41 seems like a lot, but I guess in a roguelike like, like this, it's just like... Well, like you I just die. You keep dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, actually, 164 sounds a little less than I would have expected. That's like, if I want to do some quick math. 164 divided by 41. That's only four deaths an hour, which is pretty only fifteen. Only four deaths an hour. How many characters average. do you guys have? I I still only have Isaac. I have all but one or two. I unlocked Eve. I have Isaac, Magdalene, Cain, Judas, Eve, and then I don't have Samson. Well, I guess this this is a the fancy character party. Where I'm playing all the time. I've only died a few times because I get so deep into the game. But no, no characters for Matt. He can play with Isaac. <laughs> well, for like to get to unlock Eve, you have to take 
two deals with the devil in one run. How did you do that? Oh, I know what that is. When oh. you are offered, like, for the price of hearts. Yes. There's a thing. I should have and- just done that. There was a place just then. I could have done it. Damn it. And you know how it actually happened? I didn't understand what it was. And just picked <laughs> I, up both items. I picked up one both health items point left. and died. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I get a thing. Okay. Uh, the hearts, uh, is it like I could have those hearts or I get the item? I didn't realize it was a cost. I thought it was a choice. I was like, I'll take the items, please, at the death. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me of the blood bank. I thought it would exchange money for health, but it exchanges <laughs> health for money. And I killed myself for a dollar. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Broke gamers. Um, I have, okay, yeah. I have made one deal with the devil. It was not worth it. It was the worst thing I ever had because whenever a heart would fall on the floor, this item, which was a guy that followed me, would pick up the heart for himself. <laughs> so I couldn't heal. And so I just ended up killing him. Like, uh, I remember just walking into some flies, like, end it. End it for me. <laughs> yeah, did you ever have to do that? Did you ever have to kill yourself because you couldn't keep playing? You mean like in like the session? You're like, oh, I need to, I need to go get some milk, so I'm yeah. just going to kill myself. No, so I never I had that. that because it's on the phone. It's brilliant. Uh, well, will it pause? Can you like suspend it? Yep, I can pause it and I can save it. Oh. Ah. That's something I want to bring up because that's, as far as I'm aware, that's not available on PC. And I've been playing another roguelike this week um, called Tower of Guns, and that has a similar thing where there's no save, there's no, you know, save state. And I find that kind of annoying because it's like I had to go pick someone up or do something, and I was like, mm, got to like pause again. I ended up like pausing my PlayStation for Tower of Guns and like left it for three hours while I went out, and then came back. So I was like in the middle of a really good one. I was like, I've got all the best buffs. I've got the gun at like max level. I'm like, I can't leave. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> let such a good run. There should at least be like just one save state. So you can go save. And then if it die, if you die, delete the save state. And then. Yeah. So if you like save. Uh, that's, save. that's what this one does. If you die. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've got a cheese actually uh, that I found out. If I turn like it'll pause. Um, so if I die, hit pause and turn off my phone. And this actually happened because I ran out of battery while I was playing. <laughs> I died. And in the most dramatic way, I died and the phone just turned off. And I turned the phone back on a few hours later. And there I was right before the boss room, still alive, still had all my items, gave me a chance to get my wits about, take on the boss again, and I won. I think Mad. it was mum, actually. Mad ah. strats. Got to get that cheese in. Got to get that cheese. I mean, <clears throat> I'm, there's inconsistencies with the code that I'm taking <laughs> advantage of. Yeah. The um, but going back a few times, the current r- round that I'm doing, uh, I have won the Binding of Isaac. You're, th- you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, goodbye. Is this Make like, is this like uh, Call of Cthulhu when Old Man Henderson won? Yes, it is exactly like that. So I got some items in my latest run that is currently sitting next to me. Uh, so I've got the item Nord Leaf, and I picked up two ball, ball of bandage, bandage balls. Hang on, bandage, ball of bandages, right? 
Um, and so the Bull of Bandages is an orbiting familiar that deals damage to enemies. And when you pick up two, it gets bigger and better. Uh, and then the Nord Leaf is Super Mario Bros. 3. It's the Tanuki Leaf. I get a little Tanuki uh. tail. Uh, but if I stand still and don't shoot for a short time, I turn invincible until oh I move or shoot again. So you can be invincible as and the balls deal damage. Yes. And that's just what's happening. And I'm just, I've won the game. Okay. It's too late. It's, it's over. I've won the game. Okay. <laughs> but I guess that's uh. the beauty of roguelikes. Like, that's the inconsistency in roguelikes. Sometimes you'll get, you'll have a shit run and you'll get no items. And then yeah. you get to the first boss and die, or you'll just get like the perfect set of items, and then like just plow through the bosses. Like it's, I find roguelikes very inconsistent, and of course, it's the nature of them. But it's kind of like annoying, but also intriguing because it's like, oh, well, what's going to happen this run? I think what I like about the Binding of Isaac compared, like, is that while it's very, very, very really inconsistent um it does have a lot of different themes like i don't know if you guys ever picked up oh dang hang on i should actually look on not the rebirth wiki i should look at the items on the basic the lamb yeah the rest of the lamb because i don't want to start talking about stuff well what's the point you want to make okay so you you guys can agree to this i believe um, there are items that are the star signs, the astrological symbols. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just interesting that, like, you can play and get one and be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, and then the net, like, a few plays after, you don't find that item, but you find another astrological symbol. So it's inconsistent, yet. It's very thematically consistent. Yeah, yeah. The inconsistency yeah. is in like, I'll do one run where I like find four different health boosts in like the first two levels and I'm like, great, I'm set. Like I'll make it through heaps now because I've got the life. But then you'll do one where you won't find any for the first two levels and you're like scraping by. Like I just played some before the podcast and um, both like all the runs were just terrible. Didn't find any health pots. There was no health and I... Like I think there was one run where I had one health left and it was before the boss. And I was like, I'm not going to beat the boss. So I just like walked over like some of the spikes. spikes. Yeah. And then dead. I like, I like deaths like that. I think there's one. Yeah. You like you did Michael where you can like give up your life, like your actual health slots to yeah. get items. And I've done that before where you just like, I wonder what happens. I think I've done like, what happens if I just do it and then I'm dead because <laughs> you have no health. That's great. <laughs> One of the items in uh, Wrath of the Lamb or the base game was, I think it's called the cat or the like nine lives or something. And it's basically you have one health, like one health bar nine times. And I, I uh, it's if, Gubby's head gives you nine lives or something. Yeah. And I remember like being like, that sounds cool. And then using it in a run and just like getting slaughtered. I'm like, this is the worst thing ever. I hate this. <laughs> and never picking it up again. There's also some learning in um, talking about grinding earlier on Cuphead. There's some... Uh, there's some knowledge grinding in um, in Binding of Isaac when you're like, ah, oh, this item's no good or not my style versus like, oh, I always want to try and get this kind of thing. 
Yeah, I eventually I turned into a demon at one point and uh, my tears became like a charge up mm, thing. I love that. No, I hated it. It was not good. You guys I hated that really so bad. slow. Yeah, I guess. Against fast enemies, it, you, you can't like do anything because it's it affects you know, they have to be then like spamming the button and getting off like small short shots rather than just holding down. Or else you're just like, oh, let me fill up my cheeks and bah, there it is. Oh, I missed because it only travels in a straight line. Oh. I remember getting... So, yeah, there's definitely that, that knowledge of items. I remember getting one... I just remember having one run where I was just like overpowered as hell, like got heaps of life. And this, these are always the best runs in um, roguelikes where you don't want to stop playing and you don't want to turn it off. And I think it was like, yeah, I was like the devil I had like a laser beam that covered like that went from one end to the other of the, of the screen. And I think it was charged as well. So it was just like the most overpowered I could be. And that, I think it's like the, one of those runs where you make it past mum and you get like into the womb and like the womb too. And then you get to like the boss. Mm, beautiful. I love roguelikes are so satisfying when everything falls into place, when R and Jesus blesses you and you just get <laughs> all the good items and you just like blow through everything. It's great. See, and that's the wonder. Because if you lose, you'll be like, uh, RNG wasn't on my side. No, it's not my fault. That was luck, bad luck. That's fine. I'm still good at playing video games. I don't need to buy 50 loot boxes for $100. Well, when you die, when you're, when you're overpowered, you're like, okay, well, I suck. Because like, that's, that's one of the things I find in, in roguelikes. It's like you go into a boss and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, this is easy. I've got like full health, four bars of health, and I've got the strong thing. But then you die and you're like, Wow, I, I really either got cocky or I just suck. <laughs> but then there'll be ones where you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it through this boss. And then somehow you like make it through with like one HP and you get some really good items. And you're like, wow, all right, I did it. I'm a, I'm a good boy. <laughs> I'm a good boy. <laughs> what a good boy. Lo- or when you kill a boss and then it drops no hearts. And you're like, that wasn't the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've yeah. got to drop hearts. You jump into the next floor, walk into the first room and get shanked and you're like... <laughs> that's how all, all bosses work. They never they never reward you for doing your job. That's that's why you're working. You already get, you already get your reward. You don't give you a pat on the back. You don't get the hearts. But if you stuff up at all... <laughs> Boss will tell you about it. Oh, God. Who was, no, anyone got some favorite bosses? Um, Lord of on. Flies. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, that one Yeah, he well. was cool. He was so easy. <laughs> There's okay. one, it's like a blob that jumps around. I think you mean Monstro? Yeah, Monstro. He my jam. Monstro or Bleep? I liked bleep bleep? Monstro too. That's right. Monstro had a sequel. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure just looking at this, um, it looks like he is in the base game. Yes, he is. Um, and, and it was just like, I killed you. Like, it was the same run. And I killed Monstro on the first floor. And then this guy was in the, like, fifth floor. And he's like, guess who's back, baby. And I'm like, no, I killed you. Monster 2, Electric Boogaloo. I think Widow was the hardest for me. Dropping spiders and jumping around. Yeah. Yeah. I hate hate spiders so much in this game. They consistently kill me 
Uh, second to poop, actually. Poop, <laughs> the medium-sized poop that will rush you, always gets me. Uh, easiest boss, Larry Jr. Yeah, he wasn't too hard. As long as you don't get, like, cornered by him. Hardest boss was mum by far. I wouldn't. No. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> You'll get there one day, my friend. I think if it was cheaper on Switch. Yeah, I was going to say, when it's $5 on Switch on sale, you'll get it, and then it will be like... Because I think it is actually addicting. I think this is the first game we've played that I'm like, I need to get, I need to get back. I need to yeah. stop playing Overwatch, and I need to get back <laughs> to Binding of Isaac. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of roguelikes, because they're so short. Like I was going to say, to like start wrapping up, this is... Roguelikes and Binding of Isaac in particular are great games for busy gamers because you can smash out like as many runs as you want in you know 15 minutes. You've got 15 minutes before you need to go out or you're waiting for someone to come around, play some Just Binding of Isaac. Out. Yeah. And I actually, one of my friends was saying, but you guys are no time to grind and Binding of Isaac is, is all grind. Um, and they actually play Elite Dangerous which is 100% grind, 100% of the time. Um, I don't recommend that. That's a quick review for you. Don't Elite Dangerous, if you're a busy person, don't play it. Um, because you've got to do so much hours for that small reward at the end for Elite Dangerous. But Binding of Isaac, the grind is the reward. I think you guys overuse yeah. the word grind. There's no real grind in this game. Yeah, not in- well, not, not this. I don't think this one is grind. But that's what I'm saying. I didn't say it was a grind in the first place. A friend said it's such a grindy game. Roguelikes are a grindy thing. And my counter to that, I didn't say it at the time. I had nothing at the time because I'm that kind of person. I, I rehearsed this in the shower. This is my comeback to them because I'm not good in person. Uh, and I was, But my comeback is roguelikes aren't the grind. They are the reward. The whole time, it's the reward. I'd, I'd be down for that. You guys, so you guys will come back to this then? This is this is a game for a busy gamer? Yes. Definitely. This is on my phone forever now. I think this forever. is one of the best examples that we've played of a game that is purely just being a game, if that makes sense. Like, yes, there is a story and it's very clever. It's that Dark Souls thing. The story is there. It's very clever. It's alluded to and it's it's all there. But the most focused point of the design is the gameplay it's simple it's addictive it doesn't take up much of your time doesn't have any loot boxes but probably i'm probably the last person in the world to play this game so i can't say do yourself a favor go play because everybody's like michael we've already played this game six years ago <laughs> yeah, it's been six years what are you doing? <laughs> so i'm I sorry would, it took me so long i would wager that there are one or two people that are listening to this, that are going like, I've never played this game, actually. Go get it. Go get it. It's good. Mm. I recommend getting it on your phone. Um, if you have lots of money to spend on loot crates, buy it on the Switch instead. <laughs> um, it's a very good game, and I'm going to play it and ignore other people from now on. I'm seriously considering getting it on the phone now. What are we playing next time? It's really good. Get it. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you a video of it on my phone because I can do that with my new iPhone 8. It's good. Just dropping that casually. Um, okay, so that was our spooky Friday the 13th game. 
close to Friday the 13th and it's our 13th episode. Spooky and it's Spooktober. So what's our spooky Halloween game? Yeah, well, this next episode is going to release the day before Halloween. So I'm the one who gets to make the choice and I was looking through my list of Steam games and I believe Michael's played this before. I don't know about Matt. I have not. I've not played it properly, no. Oh, good. We have played, played this one. We've played, played the third 32 one. 32 minutes. <laughs> and and Michael and I have played a lot of the third one. Yeah. I think we finished okay. it. I've played all of them. Anyway, let's just say what it is. We're going to play Dead Space. Spooky. Spooky. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, I played it before. I remember enjoying it. I want to replay it because I played two and I played three and liked those for different reasons and I want to go back to the roots and figure out what this game is all about and get spooked in the meantime. It's about aliens. Re- really? Yeah. Are you sure it's not about like interdimensional beings? It's about the human condition. Oh, human conditioner. Hang on. I'm just quickly going. Hang on. Get ready for this, ladies and gentlemen, because according to this, you can get dead space. On Android and iOS. <laughs> really? It All looks right. like sure it's it, only on your iPad. Are you sure it's is it not is it the one that was on the Wii? I don't know. No, because that's like what's that another one? It's not a different name. It, that's extraction. Doesn't count at all. It's called Dead Space Mobile. Never mind. Stop okay. listening to me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Go buy it on Steam. Let's go play it. Came out in twenty eleven. Yeah, that's weird. Burning Visor came out in 2011 too. Spooky. Coincidence. Friday the 13th. Halloween. Spooky. Spooky spooks. So join us while we play Dead Space for our next podcast so up to Halloween. Uh, enjoy the spooks and uh, let us know your thoughts. The only time I get to play games is at night. So I'm going to get I'm get scared. Play this with your lights off and headphones on. Oh. Do it. Do it. <laughs> We can play together and hold hands. Yes. I've been Matt. I've been Adrian. And I'm still Michael because I didn't die. The biting of Isaac. But I will die in dead space. <laughs> We've done this before, I feel, and I think I edited that out. <laughs> Goodbye.